Hi, all, and welcome back to Dame It All to Hell. I'm Kelly Gibson, and this week's been brutal for me. I was in Helena, Montana yesterday, and tomorrow I'll be in Denver, Colorado. Lots of Rocky Mountain fresh air for me, but I am glad to be in this little white room with my Tracy Dietz. That is crazy <laughs> that you've been traveling so much. I'm Tracy Dietz, and for me, it is the most wonderful time of the year. If it's I can Tracy's sing, Christmas. I would sing. It's like my Christmas. It is the start of the NCAA tournament today. We're recording on Thursday. I will be... In front of a TV for the next four straight days, uh, drinking wine, possibly beer, and eating some really terrible food because it's the NCAA tr- a tournament, and that's what you do. I also just want to let everybody know I gave up swearing for Lent. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, fuck. I'll just swear for the both of us. So I don't really know how that's going to work out. I will tell you it is extremely difficult for me, and I am constantly reminded. <laughs> so while it doesn't seem like it's a huge sacrifice, um, it is a constant reminder <laughs> that that you I, got a potty that mouth. I got a potty mouth, <laughs> and uh, it reminds me a lot about Jesus. So, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just everybody, everybody know. Weird, weird love times. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. Also, just as a reminder, if you love us, please give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Okay. So just a quick note about the review situation, which is slightly more complicated than I thought it was. So just a quick overview about how to do that if you're a listener, because I've talked to a bunch of my friends through it recently. So you go to your podcast app, you find our page, and then you scroll all the way to the bottom where all the episodes are listed, and that's where you can click on the stars, and that's where you can write the review. It's actually hard to get to. Also, just a big heads up, all of Kelly's friends are reviewing this oh, because yeah. they're all talking about how much they love Kelly. So if some of my listeners There's a lot of Team Kelly on the reviews right now. Get on the <laughs> get on your app and review and talk about how much you like Tracy. Yeah. I, I was a little like So you oh. do it through the app, yeah. scroll to the bottom of our page, that's yes. where you'll find it. Awesome. Okay. So we are I feel like we need to have like a kitschy title about talking about the twenty twenty presidential race. Because every week there's something to talk about the the presidential race. But here we go. This week we're talking Beto, the Beto backlash the Beto bullshit, the Beto boys club. I can do a lot of alliteration with Beto right now, but Beto raised an unprecedented sort of record-breaking $6.1 million in the first 24 hours of his presidential election with basically no legislative record, no big wins under his belt, and he is just a middle-aged white man. Uh, When I started reading through this, I wanted to go back, and I didn't have the time, to go back to 2008 Mm -hmm. and look at what Barack Obama raised when he first launched. Yeah, so this is just, it was was record-breaking in the time, so in 24 hours. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, So a lot of this particular article sort of talks about the white man and how it's, which I totally get. I mean, there's a lot of that. But- Barack Obama had the same impact. Like, I don't know this is this is mu- as much about color as it is about sex. And I'm not saying that all people of color have it. E- I'm not. I'm well, Cory absolutely. Booker didn't raise it. Kamala Harris. Like, there's other people of color in the race. Sure. Yeah. But Barack Obama, I think, did. And he, if you remember, like, he was sort of the second coming and Hillary didn't have a shot, like, once he was in. And he wasn't. I, would, I don't want to say he was unqualified, but he most certainly was not as qualified as she was Correct. at that time. Correct. And he, everybody loved him. I mean, I think that there are certain things about certain candidates that people just love. Unfortunately, they are never in love with the women. <laughs> never in love with the, the women. women. Right. Tracy and I have had sort of conversational debate in here about the whole failing up thing. And to me, that is the most sort of outstanding piece of this. It's like he 
gave it a good run, right? And he beat all the odds in Texas last time, right up until the win. And they engaged more Democrats than ever before. And he got more grassroots support than ever before. But he lost. He lost the election. And that's not to say that he can't run for anything again. But he's a congressman who had a, has a pretty meek record in the House. He's sort of co-signed on some bills and done some things, but nothing like game-changing. Then he ran for Senate and lost, and now he's going to want to be the president of the United States of America? And it's like, go for the Senate again. Like, do the job that you wanted to do. You told the people of Texas you wanted to be a senator of Texas. That's what you told them. So go do it. So do you think that, do you feel the same thing about Obama in 2008? Like, well, would you have, I mean, so he was a U.S. senator, he was. but he had been like state rep, like a state legislator or state senator. Oh, that jump from state politics to Senate, like skipping Congress? Is that the no, question? No, just or? in general. Like he had been in Senate for how many years? Just one term. Yeah. One, was he? He, he was halfway even, through his first term. Right. He hadn't yeah. even served a full term. Yeah. I mean, you, we could make the same argument that you should have just stayed in your place and well, been he, Senate, right? I mean, kind of. He won his, he won statewide, right? He won statewide. Sure. And that's not to say, like, it's not a huge difference in experience. But I do think that there is also that election with there weren't already like 14 qualified, like qualified people running. There and were some. There were some, but there weren't this many. Hillary, and there's certain Biden. Right. What's his face from Baltimore, who I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin O'Malley. Martin O'Malley. Oh, he's so nice. Um, <laughs> yes, there were some. But so the Democrats are now saying and and rightly so that a lot of these people running for president should run for Senate. It would better serve the party. We have huge Senate fights in 2020. And if some of them just took a step back and ran for Senate and won those seats, right. which they could, we would be better off as a party. So from a political perspective, I totally agree with you. But we are now living in an era where, where you anybody really... thinks they can be president of the United Correct. States. You don't have to you have... You could be. I could, could be. Uh, but you have to be 35. I'm thirty. I'm I'm turning thirty-seven next month. <laughs> I'm like a grown-up. I'm like I'm a just saying, like when you just said anybody. I just you have to be thirty. Right. One thing when uh, when the founding fathers made that as part of the Constitution that you have to be thirty-five to be the president. The average life expectancy of someone was thirty-eight. Yeah. Which means <laughs> if you wanted to be president, they wanted to make sure you had lived in a big full life. So I think. You know, the whole argument that like 70 is too old. I mean, our life expectancy is like 85. 70 seems like the exact time to be president because you've had a full life. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out. I just think there's so much to say about that. (laughs) But there is, you know. But I I, think it's fine if you're 50 and want to be president or 35 and want to be president. It's just it is. It's a crazy crazy thing that there's going to be so many. And there's still a whole bunch of Democrats that have not announced yet, not declared their presidency. But the amount of press that Beto got, the amount of money he raised, the amount of hubbub this made, it just sort of, it's so much bigger than every, than every other candidate and specifically the women and, and mostly positive. Can we just talk really quickly also about his weird announcement video, which you probably did not watch, but did did you read anything about it? I have read. So he's talking to a camera and his wife is sitting literally silent the whole time, just looking at him. So did any of the women who announced it next to their husbands? Like, what is the deal with that? I think he's a little odd. Yeah. I, and I don't, I mean, I, it, I, don't, I, just, I don't have a, a hatred for Beto. I, I'm, I'm not particularly impressed by him. Um, I don't think he's qualified. Although, I shouldn't even say I don't think he's qualified because I don't think that even matters when you yeah. run for president now. But I, the bigger thing was he when he made the comments like, my wife raised my kids and I occasionally helped. Yeah. 
Like this the, crazy town. Not in that. Not not today. That's to, not how we do this to today. Me, Sorry. It's a, to me, it's a weird dog whistle. It's a weird dog whistle to the Democratic men in this country that are feeling like maybe the women are taking it just a little too far. And if women get all these jobs, then it means men men aren't going to be able to do things anymore. Like, And I know that you and I go back and forth on that sort of concept, but I do think like there's been an uprise in like young white, like misogynist, like anti-women men in this country. Oh, and people really? are like, why? Like they're young. They should know. And I think it's because they're finally afraid that they're going to have to work to get a job and compete against not just the other men, but the women too in the room. Like, I think that, I think more people, less opportunity, right? Women see it like more women, more opportunity for everybody, but men see have, more women. Less. I have zero statistics to, yeah. to argue with you on that <laughs> point, but I really hope you're wrong. Yeah. And, and we'll see. It's, it's fucking frightening. Also, just props to our sort of ever awesome female Democratic pollster, Slinda Lake, who's quoted in this article saying that it wasn't just Beto Rourke who was getting special treatment. She says there's a broader gender imbalance at play. When it comes to substance, she said the women running have fielded more questions on their records and have received the brunt of negative stories to date, which is accurate. Like they've been asked to sort of prove it, prove their capacity to be the president more than the men. Right. So fuck off. I'm absolutely agreeing with you on this issue. <laughs> I, I would have probably fought with you a year and a half ago, yeah. but I think women are absolutely treated Brutal. differently. And it's doesn't matter which side. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up, the button, but we're going to take a quick break. We're back. And for those of you that maybe are a little confused about the button, um, it's this highly strategic ploy to get current up-to-date information about sexism. We put sexism into the Google box and then we hit the news button. So here we go. So Jezebel... Uh, released and uh, put out an article, Jezebel being like a super feminist online publication, put out an article about the park rangers at the Grand Canyon. So unsurprising, I guess, when you really start to think about it, park rangers employed by the National Park Service are mostly men. Um, I guess that that's not hugely surprising, but I guess specifically um, at the Grand Canyon, there was a, quote, culture of sexual harassment. So they brought in the park's first openly gay female superintendent. And it didn't go so well. She has since resigned. So in, in October, the inspector general of the Interior Department investigated claims that she issued a wrongful one-day suspension, bullied or retaliated against male leaders, and wasted park funds on renovating a park residence. And then Jezebel remarks, all of that sure smacks of a good old-fashioned bitch hunt by a bunch of dudes waving misandry banners basically being misogynistic so there is there is apparently this whole sort of vibe and culture in parks about men sort of like basically like you are a hobby of an outdoorsman and maybe you study like science or something to do with animals and then you get a job at a, at a national park and that sort of just allows you to continue your hobby and so this this woman came in and sort of she's a woman she's the boss she's gay and and apparently sort of gave according to the men, gave them a hard time in a way that was not in line with the rules of the park. So I guess, so she had a one-day suspension, right? Yes, because the men that were under her sort of 
leadership said that she bullied them. Aw, <laughs> that's sad. Anyway, uh, it's not right. You shouldn't bully. But but when they did an investigation, they found that she had there was no wrongdoing on her half. Correct. On her behalf. So they they said you can go back to your job. But then her lawyer said, I don't think you should go back to your job. It's not safe for you there. Like she had upset the culture so significantly, she feared for her safety. And another person that worked at the park said, I agree, she is not safe here and continued it with no female superintendent will ever be safe here. And they interviewed 20 park employees of all ranks and that only one had complained about her management style. None stated that she treated men and women differently and all said that she held everyone to the same standard. But there was a group of men that were like, just wanted her out. Had they just been there a while? I don't know exactly how long they've been there, but I, I, I assume so. Yeah. Do park rangers, can they carry guns? <laughs> i just curious. I don't yes. know. Like, do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They so can. She, okay. yep. um, and a different article says, quote, there are plenty of men in high positions in the park who hate her. She just wants them to do their jobs. Stop fooling around. They don't yeah. like being told to get their hands out of the cookie jar. Then she should just launch a lawsuit and sue she, them. Well, I think that I think that she could. But. That's She's actually a really great bridge into the next thing we're going to talk about, which is the Me Too Wall Street article, which you would be weird to uh, like make connection between Grand Canyon Park Rangers and Me Too and Wall Street. But launching an investigation to sue people is harder than it seems because it becomes a he said, she said, she said, she said, he said, he said. Right. But there but there are. Yes. Right. And and this is this wasn't so much a, a sexual harassment case as much as it is like a harassment case. Just hostile. These guys yeah. were jerks. Whatever. That she was, yeah. Sh- she was right. taking advantage of her position of superiority or of leadership to, you know, to be mean to them. I feel like she should just go in and be mean. But I, I get it. <laughs> like, it, you're in a, in a crappy situation. and With very little oversight, too, right. you know? Like, right. if she's the superintendent of that park, then she's the big boss. And if, if people are threatening her... And it, right, she, but it's part of the park system. Why didn't she just fire them for insubordination? Well, it's part of the larger park system. So then it goes right. up the, and it did. And like, and that's what the investigation was and all that kind right. of stuff. She should launch your lawsuit. But yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll keep up and see. I don't know that she's made her decision, or I don't know what her sort of decision is other than people saying you shouldn't go back there because it's not safe for And you. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying by launching a lawsuit, she's going to get what she wants, but she's absolutely going to disrupt the system. And my yeah. guess is they will get rid of the people that are causing the problems and bring in all new people. Let's hope. Yeah. I don't know. God, well, I, we'll sound keep like up a, to it. I sound like Kelly Gibson. I know. I know. What it's is happening? So... I gave up swearing <laughs> and now I'm getting now all she's soft. Poof, a Democrat. God, um, I'm not. So what I just teased, um, over the weekend I posted a, a picture of an article, which is sort of a weird thing I've been doing a lot lately, but of there's a lot of really interesting articles in the Sunday papers um, about a big case on Wall Street. It's a Me Too case on Wall Street that is so complicated. It it explores the fine line between sexual between consensual and forced sexual relationships. What's appropriate in the workplace? Meetings and apartments, right? We've had that talk before about men like inviting women to their apartments or hotel rooms for meetings. And like what happens if you used to have a relationship with somebody and then they become your boss and then there's this weird like power and sex dynamic. So do you want to sort of like set the stage for people that don't know about the story? Yeah. So uh, Sarah Tershwell was dating uh, Mr. Ravish. trying to make sure I pronounce his name correctly. Yeah, that seems right. Uh, Back in the early 2000s. They broke up. She went to work for him. At TCW, which is a big firm on Huge, Wall Street, yeah, um, she went to work for him 
in 2015. They were broken up. She was working on this big fund. She had a goal. She had to get the fund to $100 million. He was helping her with that. He was uh, helping provide resources from the firm to get all of that done. And including money. Including money. Allocating firm existing money for for the firm in investments and to help her get to hundred million yep. in that firm. Um, and this is a woman that's got a pretty amazing record. Resume. I mean, her mm-hmm. resume is amazing. Um, so then he invites her, according to her, she is invited to breakfast, but he wants to do it at his apartment. She shows up, he's in a white terry cloth robe, she says, and then basically pressures her to have sex and then she feels like if she doesn't have sex he's going to pull support from the fund so she has sex with him this happens according to her seven or eight times um he says um well before i get into what he said uh year and a half later there is rumor that her contract is not going to be renewed it's up it's not going to be renewed she's not hitting the 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 goals with the funds. Um, She is obviously upset about this. I'm not saying she got upset and then launched a sexual harassment claim, but in the same day, she launched a sexual harassment claim against Mr. Ravish, saying that he pressured her to have sex on numerous occasions. And when she stopped having sex with him, he pulled all support for her fund. Now, he says that they never had sex. (laughs) He also says he doesn't own a white terry cloth robe. The weird, he owns there's like a, a pink and red cashmere robe. There was a picture of his robes in the New York Times article, which, which is super I weird. I just like to say, if you are a dude and you have a pink and a red cashmere robe, women, that is not the man you want to sleep with. <laughs> oh, I don't know that I agree with that. Cashmere is really soft. Pink's a pretty color. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that because... You're wearing pink. My husband wears pink all the time. That's totally fine. They're cashmere. That guy is definitely a douche. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can say douche. So soft. I can say douche. All right. All right. All right. That's, That's your all. own take just, on that. I just wanted sure. to make a point. I, so she went and she got called into a meeting, like it said, nine weeks after she launched the sexual harassment complaint and with like the CEO and the HR person and the lawyer and she didn't know why she was being called in there and then they said she was being fired and then they offered her a half a million dollar severance only paid out if she signed an agreement not to sue them and she said go fuck off I'm not doing that that's insane and and brought brought it to you know a legal situation sued them for 30 million dollars and the interesting thing about this and this is sort of going in starting from the end and and moving backwards but they're uh, both of them are unwilling to settle which is like the first time any me too situation involving big deal people with giant money on the line has not come to a settlement like all the hollywood stuff all got like dealt with pretty quickly i feel like and now they're like reopening things and people are getting jobs again and there's like a whole thing about that but this investment firm tcw is saying like you're wrong you can't prove it. There's no way you can win this thing. We're not going to do it. And she's saying, like, this is, you guys, <laughs> apparently TCW also has a terrible culture problem. Like, they were, had, they have well, a Wall Street in general internal culture. A culture yeah. um, and, and we're sort of known for that. And then they've, it's been sort of under the radar. So there is like a history of bullshit. Um, but anyway, she's saying you guys are not running a clean shop. And then there was like this whole thing about how after he got on the board, Ravish got on the board of TCW and then he, they had to 
he then he was removed from the board after the sexual harassment thing and because there's all this like he's there's all this he said she said stuff and i think that the crazy thing about like i think we know and you and i dis- probably will disagree on this but from what happened in the Kavanaugh hearings, like she's never going to win. She's never going to win in trial. Like this, the journalist sat with her for six hours, went through hundreds and hundreds of texts, went through like uh, the whole story that she spelled out. They asked her specific questions about each thing. And they said, she said, she said she didn't remember 62 times. Like, was it April or May that you had breakfast? I don't remember. There's nothing on the books. I don't know why that's, I don't remember. And like, that makes sense. Busy people with busy lives who don't think they're inside of a crisis are not going to remember every detail, but people that are judging this from the outside, I feel like with the lack of heightened detail awareness are just like like I don't not believe you like there's not but there's just not enough for me to say like they should pay you 30 million dollars or there's not enough to say that guy shouldn't sit on the Supreme Court you know like there is these this unless you're a perfectly sort of un with no holes in your story victim you lose Right. So she said, I don't remember, only 46 times. 46. Sorry. So don't, yeah. Don't. Sorry. <laughs> 62, 46. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good um, correction. Um, but I, I think this is hard if she did consensually have sex with him. But here's the bigger thing. This is why you don't sleep with people you work with. And this is why they have rules that you're not allowed to do things like that. And I do know that Wall Street is actually pretty strict on that rule because I know of people men that have been fired yeah. for sleeping with people yeah. that they worked with. Like you just, it, it just gets makes, too messy. Right. It gets messy. And if, uh, if you break up, there are things that happen when you break up and they usually don't end well because somebody's mad. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying it's a complete disaster. Yeah. And I don't know how she's going to get. How it's going to get remedied. No, I mean, I think she's going to go to trial. I think it's going to be awful. I think TCW, I think it's some, I think they will actually cave at some point because they are going to spend millions trying to defend this. Um, and they're probably going to settle out for, I mean, she wanted $2 million for a severance package. Mr. Ravish told her, because he's the one that told her that her contract was probably not going to be renewed. Like a couple months before that February. She thought he said that in a ploy to get more sex, right? Because your your contract's probably not going to get renewed. Let's figure out how to get resources. Come, I have my white terry cloth robe on. I mean, there is this weird, you know, I, I feel like I'm more black and white, but even I have some gray in whether or not the the post-consensual current non-consensual power dynamic sex thing is a really... Is really complicated. So I because some of the power dynamic was what she implied it to be. I did not get from the article that that he was trying to re like. I thought that they had already like he had already distanced himself. Like his texts were not as often like when they stopped the relationship, he backed off. Yeah. Um, again, not saying he's a good guy. I'm just saying he backed off. But he also backed off with his professional support. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it's like yeah, or and at least she felt like. You know, there were other people that said that they didn't feel like that was the case, that the fund just wasn't doing well. And so they felt like they needed to pull. Yeah. Because she even at one point was like, we need to pull this fund yeah. because I'm concerned about resources. Um, It'll be interesting if it goes to trial, if other women that work at TCW come out of the maybe not with Ravish, but with other management. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if it's if it's Pandora's box. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I, who knows what happens on Wall Street? I can't imagine it's. Great, right? Like, 
But I do know that there have been people that are, have been fired, specifically men. Yeah. They well. have their stories too, which, okay. Whatever. Okay. So speaking of people that work together in relationships after the break, uh, Tracy's going to school us up on the Conway marriage. We'll be right back. Kelly Ann Conway or uh, and George Conway or as President Trump refers to him, Mr. Kelly Ann Conway or a total a stone cold loser or the husband from hell. Donald Trump has really 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 reached in and doubled down on his dislike for Mr. Kelly Ann Conway. Tell us what's been going on on Twitter, Tracy Dietz. So they got into a fight over the weekends because they uh, the Conways. The President Trump and George Conway got into a little tiff because George Conway started posting uh, clinical definitions of uh, mental disorders, (laughs) one of which was narcissistic personality disorder. Uh, And if you read through it, you would realize that like none of it, I mean, all of it sounds exactly like the president. Yeah. Just uh, that. And then there was another mental disorder he posted And the world is obsessed with what Kellyanne is supposed to do. Like, oh, my God, she's got to choose between the president and her husband. And the thing that I find so infuriating about all of this is that if this were James Mattis, is it James Mattis? The national security guy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say it was him. Uh, and his wife was tweeting things about the president. Nobody would be talking about it. It's because Kellyanne is already like, yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's sexist. Dang it. I'm Dang so it. Mad. Oh, she's so clean during Lent. And Kellyanne, like, I mean, she, it, the greatest thing, I mean, that came out of this article. So everybody's been back and forth. They've all been grilling her about her husband and her marriage. And it's really none of anybody's business. But I mean, we live in a society where everything is everybody's business. But she said yesterday, George spent the day tweeting about the president. I spent my day going to <laughs> one-hour briefings with press and intergovernmental affairs people, agency people from all across the country, and then over an hour briefing that I led in the Oval Office with the president and the first lady in the cabinet on opioids at one year. So this is what I do here. I think it's probably it probably looks different if everybody is turning it into Gossip Girl. Leave my girl alone. <laughs> Leave her alone. Not that it matters, but in my marriage... Caleb and I often advocate for each other's success in the public space. In person, in, in personal, we can have words about choices professionally, or you've done what, or you took that contract, or you're really going to work for that person, or you do this crazy podcast with Tracy Dietz and what's that all about? But in public, all advocacy. So what's the deal? Wait, Caleb doesn't like. No, I'm just. Fu- <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sad. I'm just fucking around. He's super pro podcast. Okay. Super okay. pro podcast, but. Except that I'm pulling in, you in our in direction. The, in the per, in, I feel like George Conway is also being sexist. Advocate. Advocate for your wife's success. Like, don't keep it at home. So I think there's much more to this story. Yeah. Uh, I think that, who knows? I'm making a prediction. I think Kellyanne knows he's tweeting, obviously. And I think she might be behind it. Because she wants to pick a fight with the president or she just wants know. to set herself up for post-Trump world? Possibly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's... It, it, listen, it could be a disaster at home. Who knows? But I just... I think Kellyanne is... I think Kellyanne is smart. I know you hate her. I know Democrats hate her. I don't hate, hate her. her. I don't know her. I, I, know. Think, I think that if you go in front of the press and actively lie to the public... She's not lying. She's spinning. Oh, she she's did. Spinning. She She's changed she it. But there were some, like, in her time early on, she... It was she was unethically 
false no, with I information. Don't, I don't think she was unethically false. But anyway, no. there I do think that it's sexist. But I also think the president of the United States should be listening in that briefing on opioids and not be calling his whatever her official title it's is, a new chief time. or whatever. It's a new time. Husband, a still cold loser, and the husband from so hell. So I don't think he was doing it during you the You know meeting. who I think is the husband from hell? Donald Trump <laughs> is the husband from hell. I'm sorry, free Melania. But yeah, insane. Melania can make choices. She has the privilege <laughs> she does have of the making privilege. choices. <laughs> Look. Oh, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's all bananas. It's all bananas. And I think probably... The president of the United States should pay attention to what he should pay for, pay attention to, and George Conway should. I don't know what he does. I'm sure he's got a job. He's a do that he's job. A lawyer. Do I that mean, other he's, job. He he's a big lawyer. Harvard undergrad, Yale Law. He's yeah. He's smart. Yeah. So we'll keep up on that. It's not in our document, but did you see side sidebar that Donna Brazile was hired by Fox News and all the Democrats were losing their mind? I did see that. <laughs> well, no, she's sort so of like enemy number one for the Democrats. I think but there's a thing people don't. So you know, you and I people have don't this like thing her because she's a woman of color. Oh no! Oh, I. But you I, said the Democrats were losing. Their yeah, mind. everybody's losing their mind. Yeah, the Democrats are losing their mind. Right. So I think people have a fundamental problem with us actually talking to each other, like you and me, or Democrats like, and Republicans. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it. Like everybody just wants to hate the other side, and yeah. it's so contentious and so uh, awful right now. I do think that if bringing her on as a contributor will start to affect some of the content on Fox News. I don't think it's all super ridiculously right, 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 writer of you. You know, Trump, there's, you know, all the rumors that the shows everyone knows Trump watch, they try to like, the the hosts try to like change the content to make them happy. You know, all that sort of crazy bullshit, like if Donna Brazil changes that. But I think it's, I think it's an interesting move. I mean, it's like Michael Steele yeah. going on MSNBC. Right. Or, or Kelly Gibson going on Fox News. True. But you're not like a... <laughs> no, not yet. Right. You'll or Damon All to Hell having a show on Fox News. That'd be great. <laughs> I'm sure they'd love us. Bananas. I have managed to get through an entire episode without saying a I swear know, word. She did so good. Are you guys so proud I'm of me? So Nobody cares. I'm so proud of you. Nobody cares. I do. I do. I care so much. Okay. Everybody's like, that's seeds. boring. <laughs> Can we get back to the swearing and all the good stuff? All right. I'm We're not go drinking and you're not swearing, so it's like a I different know. jam. Yeah. It's weird. All right. Thanks so much for listening. Keep up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all by following us at Dame at All. Thanks, friends. See you next week. 